Standing by the Terry and Ted podcast is sponsored by Jaguar Land Rover Laval. Get out of the big city and experience a construction zone free test drive. There is such a thing. Well, here's another episode. <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> we cram these all into a period of five days. <laughs> so at one point, we kind of start to run out of gas, as you can hear. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm fresh as a daisy, but aggravated as hell. Well, so, don't be. I, you, you're going to have to teach me some of your serenity. I want to talk to you about that. I don't, because uh, I, I feel like a little baby. Vodka. <laughs> oh, is that what it In is? In a water bottle. Right. No, no, no. Very good. Of course it is. Of you know, course not. It's one of the things we're going to talk about today is about getting older. And, um, you know, there's the crying mm-hmm. um, and uh, a couple of other things. Uh, but while I calm down, okay. um, I think you should uh, sweeten it up by... Uh, I'll listen to your dulcet tones about uh, Jaguar Land Rover Laval. Jaguar Land Rover Laval yes. are the tighter, tighter sponsors the, and also the they, title sponsors of Standing By. Hell. Oh, boy. Yeah. The Terry and Ted podcast. Terry and I had dinner this week while Terry was in town to record the podcasts with Nino and Renato DiCubellis, who are the owners of Jaguar Land Rover Laval. And you know what I found interesting? I said, what's your top seller? Like, what's the most popular vehicle at the dealership? And I guess it was no surprise when they said Range Rover Sport. Mm. That's a nice vehicle. They're taking orders for Range Rover Sports now, by the way. They're taking delivery of the new generation Range Rover and orders for the Range Rover Sport. Uh, which I believe by 2024 will come in a totally electric model mm-hmm. with 454, 454 horsepower? Yes. Well, four, 434, sorry. So if you want 454, you're going to have to go somewhere else. Yep. You're going to have to make do with 434 <laughs> horsepower in the Range Rover Sport. It's a spectacular vehicle. They're all spectacular, mm-hmm. the Jaguars and the Land Rovers. The difference, as you've heard us say many times, when you go to Jaguar Land Rover Laval, is the family approach and the customer-centric approach that they take. It's us and the family-run business thing, Tear. We love it. Yeah. Absolutely love yeah. it. Yeah, and they do it like it could be It could be a little corner bakery somewhere, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's a luxury brand car dealership, but you get the same service and approach and positive attitude that you would get at the little corner bakery. You can get a good coffee there. You could, an espresso even. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could ask for tea because they are a British car luxury brand. Quite. But you're uh, you're better off asking for an espresso mm-hmm. probably because, uh, well, the place is chock full of Italians. Yes. You know. <laughs> yeah. Good folks, good product. JaguarLaval.ca, LandRoverLaval.ca, and we thank them for their ongoing support. Feel better? J- no. Ja- <laughs> Jaguar Land Rover Laval. How'd I do? Yes, very well done. You, you even said much. Jaguar and not Jaguar. That's right. That's well done, right. sir. Thank you very much. All right. Um, okay, Bellyacre, what's going on? <laughs> just get it off my chest. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just, um, I, I have a tendency still at my age to get frustrated, and I don't know why. I'm retired. I have nothing but. You know, I have my health and I have Listen, my... it's part of your personality the yes. same way that me almost getting into fist fights at Costco <laughs> is part of my personality. It's just who we are. It's a character I, flaw. I, it is a character flaw, and I keep waiting for it to disappear. And I'm going to give you a little background, because when you're in the radio business, you're always taught that no one gives a shit about what your problems are. 
We never, ever talked about having a bad day because there was no such thing as a bad day because we were lucky to have those jobs. And this isn't even a job. This is a, a hobby of mine now that we're, now that we're, uh, you know, now that I'm retired, as it is referred to. Um, and uh, we had a really, really g- uh, great guest that I was really looking forward to having. Um, and I won't tell you who it was, but he, he just was going to be a terrific guest. And I've been looking forward to it all week. And we got here this morning and we had, it's nobody's fault. It's the world of technology. We had some technical issues and, um, we were going to have him on remotely. Yeah, we were yeah, going to have him on. He wasn't going to be in studio. Yeah, from Toronto. And, and if there is a season four, and I hope there is. We'll There's ha- going to be. You know, we'll have him if back. If we have to do it from my place. We- <laughs> <laughs> Don't step on the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to season four of Standing By, the Terry and Ted podcast. Anyway, um, it didn't work out. And uh, he said, well, I can do it this afternoon. And then I was told we can't get in here this afternoon. And uh, there's nothing you can do, but I, I can't help. I can't help it. I get frustrated. They're there, big fellow. And, I, and I, I, I wish that I wish I could stop that. I wish I could. I'm 64 years old for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get wish I didn't. I wish I didn't get into fist fights at Costco, but it just keeps happening. You know, when's the Zen coming? Uh, well, when, stand when is by. when is the when is the you know where is the Oh well, that's okay. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, you'll it's it's a matter of getting it over it quicker. That's yeah, all. That's it. So you'll be you're frustrated now, but in ten minutes you'll be fine. Here's the good news. Yeah, we've already got our uh, our show all lined up for us because uh, Poseidon left his uh, his topics on the desk here from their recording last night. Yes. of in bed with Poseidon, and these are some great topics. I think we can talk about all of these okay. things. The orangutan attack. The McDonald's eggs scrambled. The hell is that now? Uh, I guess that's uh, let's. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's answer it. Okay, right. shall we? Okay, yeah, let's go. It's All my right. ex-wife. Da- da- okay, Danielle. Danielle. Uh, Hello. Hi, we're recording the podcast right now, and you're on. What do you think of that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, you know what? Know. This this will be fine, Danielle, because there's. Now that we're off uh, broadcast airwaves, there's no danger of if you want to say fuck, you can. I can't say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You remember the time you you remember the time you said that on the radio? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, you're fucking kidding me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What can I do for I you? Called, I called to give you guys some good news. All right. Do you want it on the podcast? Yes, of course we do. Yeah. So the the uh, in the two weeks you guys have done the morning show on uh, Hudson, uh, the numbers our audience has already doubled. Oh, is that right? I got that email yeah. from our program well, director Ted that... Silver. That's good news. Oh no, you were supposed isn't to act surprised. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> in t- one week, two shows. Wow. And and what are those? What are those? Those numbers that uh, we've we've looked at. What do they mean, Dan? What do you mean? What do they mean? Well, what are the, is it? Literally double the audience. Literally. Yeah, literally doubled. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, now, yeah. now now I'm going to be rich and famous. I'll bet you wish you'd stayed married to me, don't you? <laughs> dang it. <laughs> Did you say dang it? I said dang it. Yeah. Well, that, you know what, Dan? I think Ted Silver, drive it in of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that, that is good. I would say that, but a different way. Yes, Tara. That, that is good news, Dan, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's great news. 
Okay. It's great news. That's and great. It's just the beginning. Glad yeah. you're pleased. I am pleased. Mm-hmm. All right, well, okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) We have to tell the story now about the uh, the time uh, the time you uh, she called on the air and uh, you put her on the air. It wasn't with me. You, I think you were. Rob Kemp was working. You had already left for Calgary, and Rob Kemp was the uh, boy. I'd like to know why that phone rang though through my computer Mm because that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, well, it's all part of the technical gremlins. Yeah, I I guess. guess, Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so uh, uh, we're on the morning. We're on the morning show on Shome one day, and um, and I hear, uh, I guess, through the school boards that uh, Charlie's school has been closed for the day because they had a burst pipe or water pipe or something like that. So I called the house to tell Danielle, and Charlie answered the phone. Mm-hmm. And I and he was just little, little at the time. And I said, hey, Charlie, uh, you don't have school today, buddy. And while I'm talking to him, Danielle has picked up the extension, not knowing that we're on the radio. Right. And when I say, you don't have school today, buddy, she goes, oh, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> on the air. <laughs> And you know what? So that's nobody complained, nobody get mad because no. everybody related. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody who has yeah. little kids and yeah. who can't wait to get them out the door to school mm-hmm. for a little peace and quiet. And yeah. and Allie had just been born, so she's home with a newborn baby. The boys were just coming off March break, I think. So she was finally going to get a break and get and the boys were at the time like 5 and 7. Right. So she was going to get them out the door and off to school. <laughs> and then this happened. Yeah, not today, you're, man. Yeah, you're fucking kidding me. Um, and if you're wondering why she called, because she, she works for Light 106.7, which is where Ted and I have been doing that Saturday morning thing for a couple of weeks, and apparently it's being met with... Um, yeah, it's, yeah. well, with, the, the, the ratings doubled in one week, so yeah. that's good news. And so, not only does she work for Light 106.7, she's the sales manager for, for uh, Eastern Ontario and right. Quebec, so she's she's a much bigger deal than I am. Yes, yeah. yes. And, well, so that puts a little bit of uh, air in my wings. I, I think... Uh, I think part of the part of the uh, the aggravation that still seeps in is because I care about what I'm doing. Well, of course, yeah. You know what? I've always I've always been really passionate about what I do, and I always want to do it at a high level. And um, and what it it doesn't go my way. I stamp my feet like yeah, a yeah, little well, baby. Yeah, but this was <laughs> as you said. Th- this was nobody's fault. It's just uh, no. it's a thing that happened. Yeah. And, and you know what can you do if it's if it's a if it's a technical issue? Yeah, nothing you can uh, do. There's not a whole lot you can and, do. And, and I, I think that's God's way of making sure that that person and he wanted to come in in person, but he just couldn't. He lives in Toronto, mm-hmm. and he said, "Well, maybe I can." You know, he does business in Montreal a yes. lot. Maybe I can make arrangements. Uh, so that I can do some business and come by the studio, and he couldn't. But maybe next time around he'll be able to. Well, I, it would be I, nice to have him in studio. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that's see, this is what I'm talking about. Blessings in disguise. We yeah, call yeah, them. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this is what I'm talking about. That's the way he handles it, and I like to throw a chair. Yeah, but then I'll go to Costco later on today and, and call somebody a fucking arsehole. And, uh, and yeah, so that's, we all have uh, we all have our issues. It's one of the things that I find as uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, Ted, but as I as I get older, I just and it, it could be it could be the nature of the fact that I'm not working full time anymore. But I'm not working at all, um, and I um, and I live in the pretty much in the country in British Columbia. And I've I've adopted, believe it or not, more of a 
kind of attitude. Yeah. Um, I don't get angry behind the wheel anymore. Again, because I probably because I live in the country, but I, I don't um, I I don't have the kind of intensity that I had when I lived in Montreal. And I'm not sure if that's an age thing. Or that's a, you're out of the mainstream corporate bullshit. Well, I world. think it's a big part of it is because you're out of it and you're, you know, and you're not getting up in the middle of the night that's anymore. That's true, too. That's yeah. true, too. You're sleeping in, your days are relaxing. Yeah. Your, your biggest challenge on some days is, uh, well, I must go back to Costco or back yeah. to Walmart and see if I can find my wedding ring that I dropped on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You, I, you know what helps me? Sorry to interrupt. Is I ask myself the question, do I have control over this? If the mm-hmm. answer is no, I yeah. let it go. The answer is yes. I yeah. try to fix it. Well, that, that's that's very admirable. But I, I that's just, this is what yeah. I'm saying. I can't do that. Well, that's like yeah. I, I can't. You know, I can't have that in the moment. The Italian completely washes I, over me, and I can't. I can't have that. That's an intelligent way to do it. That's psychology science. 101. Yeah, and that's absolutely. also that's also uh, you hear that in uh, in 12 step recovery a lot. Do you? Yeah, you, really. You can't control people, places and things right. or people, places and things that you can't control. Right. You got to let it go. Right. You got to let it go because, you know, in the in the 12 step recovery right. world because it'll drive you to drink. And that yeah. and and that's the thing. I wish I could have just like you say, you stand there and you calmly say there's nothing I can do about this. That guy's just not going to make the turn, and I'm going to miss the light. But instead, I go, come on! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wish I had that. Well, listen, and you, and I, you I have, have to have admit, that- though, I have to admit, behind the wheel, yeah. that disappears. Okay. Yeah, but he- I'm, th- I'm talking about, like, forget behind the wheel. You- in, in general, every day in life. Yeah, but that that's impressive, Poseidon, yeah. because you're a young man. I was worse when I was a young man. Really? Oh, gee, you asked Ted. I, I was, uh, I, I held. I tried to hold people to a high standard, and uh, I didn't suffer fools gladly. And I, I was. I think you'll agree, Ted. I was never mean to anybody. I never. I never, um, you know, I threw things sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but no, you weren't mean. No, you and just, I didn't hurt anybody. You and just I, cared. But you yeah, know what's just, important, and, yeah. and the three of us seem to have it from this conversation, mm-hmm. awareness. If yes. you have yeah. the awareness, yes. then you can work on it. Yeah. So you have the awareness, and, yeah. and now you just you take it from there. You know, a lot of people don't even have the awareness. Yeah. They're, they're just like, yeah, well, he's a fucking arsehole, yeah. and that's all there is to it. And, of course, I'm mad because uh, because I'm more important. Right. Yeah. yeah. But but I, I say this, but we're not we're not all perfect, obviously, Terry. Like, no, even though I do practice this, is, yeah. can I control it or not? Uh, there are moments where I go, I, I ask myself that question, and mm-hmm. I go, you know what? Even though I can't control it, fuck it, raise hell. You know yeah. what? So we're, we're all human, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm at a point now where I think to myself, don't slam the door, don't slam the door, don't slam the door. And then you slam the door? Well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what helped me a lot with uh, anger was uh, boxing. Boxing? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, well, I think physical exercise well, yes, helps it. Absolutely. You can, you can work out your aggression. Well, and, and, uh, and I was telling you in the car, and, and people are going to people are gonna listen to this and say, you shut up. Um, now I used to get up at three thirty in the morning. Now my wife gets up around quarter to eight and I let her get organized for her day. And at eight 30, then I get up. So this week I've been getting up at, you know, six 30 quarter to seven and it's, it's too early for me. Well, that's also, uh, <laughs> that's also three 30 quarter to four. 
That's true. According to your body that, clock, that's because true. you're on Pacific that's time. That's true. I live on yeah. Pacific time. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that's uh, it's, it's one of the things I wanted to talk about because. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me. It's okay. Ted and I. Ted and I also have. Uh, we've had the conversations about um, what happens to your emotions as you get a little older. Um, people who uh, like Ted who would never be in, you know, just. Your, I mean, one of your favorite sayings was "Get a hold of yourself." Yeah, stop when, your blubbering. Because I've I've always been a blubberer. Um, as as you get older, um, you you are more quick to uh, quick to tear up. Exactly. You know what made me cry this uh, this what, year? And I was going to recently ask you, what's, what's the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> <laughs> I cried watching the Kentucky Derby when that horse came from yeah. behind yes. from like he was almost in last place yeah. at the last turn. Yeah. And then he came up through the field yeah. like a cab driver on Highway 20 <laughs> trying to get a passenger to the airport That's on right. time. Yeah. And he won that race. And the announcer didn't even say his name until like three seconds before he broke the wire. Right. And he came up on the inside and he went, Rich strike on the inside. And I was like, <laughs> like it was so powerful and so emotional. Yeah. And the replay, like I didn't even see it in the moment. It was the replays that I was watching. <laughs> Look at him. He won. <laughs> and then I thought, Christ, the Kentucky also, Derby's making me cry. Also, I think that horse paid eighty to one. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was. He was the longest yeah. shot of the race. It was one of the most remarkable yeah. things I've ever seen in over fifty years of watching sports. If you've never watched the Kentucky Derby, it used to be one of my favorite things to do on a May May afternoon. I was usually on the couch, uh, you know, on a Saturday when I was working. Saturdays were were sacred, and often I was a little foggy. Um, and the only thing about the Kentucky Derby is the networks try and turn it into a five and a half hour show. Uh, the race itself is two minutes. Yeah. Um, and if you watch the race, you know exactly what Ted is talking about. It can be very, very emotional. And what's the guy's name down the stretch they come? That was, I believe his Dave, name was Dave Johnson. Yeah. He's not there anymore. Yeah. There's a new guy, There's I believe. There's a new guy. Yeah. But that is the only place, in my opinion, that's the only place in televised sports where the play-by-play guy should be screaming. The Kentucky Derby. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They, down the stretch they come, and when you see an exciting race like that, it's completely understandable where you can't get a hold of yourself or you're, you're actually standing up and yelling. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to a Wednesday night hockey. Yeah, as opposed to the Tampa Bay radio play-by-play Well, it's guy. not just him. I, yeah. I, I, I find it's a new thing now. Um, the the uh, the home team announcers have become homers. I, I you see it in the NFL, the radio, because often what happens is you know if television is trying to show NFL highlights and they don't have the NFL rights, they use the audio from the from local, the local radio guys. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. It, it's thing. it's become too performative. Yeah, but there are still professionals out there, and the guys I keep coming back to all the time, and we're so lucky in Montreal to have these guys. Yeah as play-by-play guys for the Canadians, Dan Robertson, the English radio voice of the Montreal Canadiens, and Pierre Hood, the French television voice of the Mont- Consummate professionals. Two of the all-time greats. And I they, can, they yeah. can get excited without being ridiculous. Yeah. It's genuine. Yeah. 
It's genuine. Their enthusiasm is genuine. It's not performative. Dan Robertson has a warmth to him and has well, a maritimer, don't you? Su- yeah, yeah, and such a, a glorious knowledge of the game. And Pierre Hood, whom I've known personally for years, uh, has the same thing. It's because of his warmth as a a good and great human being that comes through on camera and in the microphone. And he's built a reputation that is equal to, I think, if not surpassed, his hero, René Lacavalier, and the likes of Danny Galvin. Yep. You know? We wanted to get Dan Robertson in studio for the podcast, and he wanted to come in, Mm -hmm. but his employers, our former employers, said no. And you know why they said no? They don't like us. Because they're spiteful cocksuckers. (laughs) That's why they said no. And the one person in particular who said no, he can go fuck himself six ways from fucking Sunday, you piece of shit. Well, that's why they don't... Back to you. (laughs) This is... um, I think I've transferred my aggravation over (laughs) to the other side of this If I see him at Costco, he's going to be in a world of fucking hurt, let me tell you. And and this is why they won't let anybody come on the podcast, Ted, because we're mean to them. Aw, poor babies. (laughs) I, we don't say anything about them that isn't no. true or well, that they don't deserve to this, have said about them. This goes back to what we were talking about the other day about the world of corporations. You and I, and I, I, keep, I keep saying to you, Christ, I hate the fact that we're like, we're like the guys in the balcony on Sesame Street. That's Man's fine. I'm right fine. There. I'm good with that. I'm totally comfortable with that. Because, yeah. you know, we've been talking about this this week. About gas prices. Yeah. We're not buying into the market thing, (laughs) that bullshit. We don't believe that for one second. Market conditions and, you know, we we told the story, I think it was on the last podcast we did, about gas, driving by a gas station at 9.30 and the price was $2.20 a liter. Yeah. And then we drove by that same gas station at quarter to 12 and the price was $2.23 a liter. Yeah. Is is that market conditions? And who knows where it's going to be by the time this episode airs, but this morning we saw, I think it was $2.21 and I was saying to Terry, they've got us conditioned now. So that anything below two twenty is going to seem like a bargain, right? We're going to get all excited. Terry said, "Yeah, if we see one ninety, we're going to shit kittens." Yeah, so now we're that, going to be yeah. so excited. And I remember, I I thought this morning as I was driving to your place in uh, in. Thank you for lending me your car. No by worries. The way. Uh, driving to Ted's place, uh, I, I looked up at the sign, and I remember uh, ten, maybe twelve years ago, being in Italy. That was the price of a gas of uh, a liter of gas. Yeah, we're paying European then. prices yeah. now. Although I don't know what it is in Europe now. Yeah, it, it, I haven't looked. Yeah, yeah. Can you look that up for us, Poseidon? Yeah, yeah. gas me, prices in what, Italy. Yeah, yeah. Because it, I remember being in Italy, thinking, "Thank Christ, we don't pay this yeah. at home." Yeah, and now we're paying that. Yeah, and and I I as we've we've talked about uh, this week, we don't want to be conspiracy uh, uh, people. Actually, right now we're roughly around uh, the same price. Really, go. eh? Yeah. What are they? But is it in euros? Is it posted in euros or it's in euros? But yeah. the, the most expensive is uh, Belgium right now at uh, one ninety eight. One ninety eight. Okay. If you do the conversion, that's yeah. probably do about this. three bucks. Three dollars. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're not that far. We're but most yeah. of, most of the countries, actually, Finland is two thirty six. Yeah. But a lot of them hover. See, Hungary is at uh, 1.25 uh, euros. Wow. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. They Greece is 2. Beautiful 26. women in Hungary, too. Yeah. Cheap gas and beautiful women. <laughs> I'm in. 
<laughs> Eastern European women, man. Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. That and a delicious goulash yeah. and away you go. <clears throat> the most beautiful porn stars generally come from Eastern Europe. This is, is what right? I'm told. Yeah. I wouldn't know personally. <laughs> Um, and if uh, I got this right, uh, I was watching the news the other night, and uh, apparently in some places, gas has gone to $7 a gallon in the States. Good God, yeah, God. That's, uh, that's pretty crazy. Jesus Murphy. Speaking anyway, of gas and cars. Yes. yes um, let's talk about our friends uh, at the Merson. They yeah. don't sell gas. Nope. Uh, but what they can do is make sure that your car is running at its maximum performance, meaning it should be properly tuned. They'll teach you about air pressure in the tires, which is a big thing for gas, and uh, making sure that filters are clean and that the oil is changed and the car is running at its peak performance. That's a great way to increase your gas mileage. And the folks at Merson know how to do all of that. They, uh, they have computers now for all of the, uh, the computer analytics for almost all of the models on the marketplace. Uh, they can handle everything. And I've said this a million times. This is why I first went to the, Mar uh, the Mersons. I got, uh, I got ripped off by an unscrupulous mechanic and I still to this day I can I can I know where the windshield washer fluid goes and that's it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. We should mention too and we don't mention it enough that uh, and it's becoming increasingly important Merson's technicians are fully trained yeah. and fully equipped uh, in maintaining your electric vehicle as well. So uh, whether you're driving an old-school internal combustion uh, engine car or an electric vehicle, the Mersons will take care of you. And as I like to say, they will not sell you a product or a service that you do not need. They just won't do it because they're honest and they have integrity, and that's why they've lasted three generations. Family-run business, not, uh, not corporately. Uh, no, no, there's no corporate <laughs> bullshit there. No. Mersonauto.com. Dad was saying this morning as I was, uh, I came storming out of the Tim Hortons. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe, that was, maybe that was where it all started this morning. Tim said, or uh, Ted said, do you want to get a coffee? And uh, I'll wait for you outside of Tim's. And I went inside the, uh, he said, there's no drive through but so we'll have to go in. So I went inside the Tim Hortons and uh, I waited for about 10, 11 minutes and uh, the only thing that was missing was this music. Oop, boop, 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 boop. While they did everything they possibly could but serve a customer. They were replacing the bag of creamer and the machine, and they were trying to make toast, and they were... Anyway, everybody just standing there and standing there and standing there. And I thought we had a guest coming, and I didn't want to be late for our guest. So uh, I don't think I came storming out of there, but I wasn't. No, you didn't, but you it? you came out and you looked sort of dejected. <laughs> it was like you had that look on your face like, yeah. oh, for Christ's sake. And what did you, and I said, when I used to work for McDonald's, you know, and this, okay, it's a thousand years ago. I remember the manager saying to me at McDonald's, and one more thing, if there's a customer standing in front, nothing else matters. That's priority I don't one. care what you're doing. Mopping, wrapping, flipping, flapping, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If there's a customer up front, you drop what you're doing and get to the customer and make sure he's looked after. Well, that, that's all kind of the fucking window that has. Because yeah. this morning, there were four or five people behind the counter. And what was it you said to me? You said... Well, that's because Tim Hortons is now owned by a Brazilian hedge fund. There you go. And probably at the Brazilian hedge fund board meetings... <laughs> 
Customer service at Tim Hortons is not at the top of the list. Right. I don't think there's going to be someone, and I can't speak Portuguese, so you just, you'll just you have to imagine them saying this in yes. Portuguese, but no one's going to be saying, I heard on the Standing By podcast that <laughs> Terry DeMonte got shit service at, uh, at our uh, outlet up on Hymas. I think we need to look into that and uh, step up our game. <laughs> It's the same. It's, I think it's happened across the board in business, and it's part of what has happened in radio. Uh, in our heyday, and we were lucky, yeah, we radio were. was run by families, yeah. and the families, the people who owned the stations were professional broadcasters themselves. Yes. So they cared about the craft. Yes. Now radio stations are owned by corporations who don't care anything about anything except the bottom line and the share price. And they put people in middle management positions, like the aforementioned piece of shit who wouldn't let Dan Robertson come on the air. And all he is is a little chicken shit corporate suckhole who does anything the people above him tell him to do because he's got no spine and no backbone and no talent and no self esteem. And that's the way of the corporate world. Yeah, but that what is that what does that mean for the bigger picture in society? This is what this is what I'm wondering. Like I, I was telling my wife, you and I went for breakfast the other day, at a chain, and I ordered a Western omelet, and what I got was scrambled eggs flattened on a plate, that were it tasted like a, well it was it tasted like a paper towel. Um, Ironically, what, though, the service was terrific. The serv- <laughs> yeah, yeah, the serv- she was great. Yeah, the service yeah. was terrific. But the food was shit. Yeah, yeah the product was, and good. and and the 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 coffee. This is a this is a place. This is a breakfast place that doesn't know how to make an omelet. Yeah, and and breakfast is their specialty. Well, it's yeah. it's that's how they made their yeah. name. I yeah. don't want to name them. Yeah, but that's that's how they built their reputation. And I'm no Jacques Pepin, but I know what an omelet looks like, and it didn't look like that. What they brought to the table, and Whatever that was, they poured in the coffee cup. Once. Yeah, you said that was pretty bad, eh? <laughs> yeah, it was like to, to, to taste like tasted like dishwater. So I and 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 I think all of that comes from people that don't give a shit. Yeah, right. And and we're the ones who went in and and we we yeah paid, we anteed up for it. Yeah, we patronized. Yeah. Thank you. You bought breakfast. That was nice. Of yeah, you. my pleasure. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, breakfast was 30 bucks. The dinner you bought the other night was 300 so I'm still ahead. <laughs> so my wife was saying, what does that mean? You know, Montreal is a place that's famous for its food. Yeah. What is, you know, if, the, if, if corporations and their standards start to inflict everything, what happens to... You know, I, I guess unless you just make sure you go to a family restaurant. Well, that's it. I was going to say. Less of those. Yeah, I was going to say. Then you go to Beauties. Yeah, there you, you go, go to Beauties yeah. and see Larry. There you go. <laughs> yeah. They know how to. They know how to. It's not even uh, corporations per se, in my opinion. Uh, Pantel's has spoken about this uh, many times. He's the one who taught me about it. Actually, is it's the way our economy is set up. If a corporation doesn't make more profit than the year before, yeah, then that means they're considered uh, a failure. A failure, yeah, which is uh, terrible. So I think because so if they make it like if uh, I don't know, let's say uh, Samsung makes a hundred million dollars uh, in profit in twenty twenty two, yeah, in twenty twenty three they have to make at least one hundred and one. If they make ninety nine, yeah. failure, right? But it's still ninety nine million dollars in profit. Well, that's the thing. It's when Wall Street began to 
you know, it's Wall Street that judges these companies. So yeah. that if your if your your earnings go down, your share price goes down, and then everybody panics. Yeah, yeah, and, but it's, and, and it there was a time where ninety nine million dollars was a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was considered successful. Yeah, I think the reason why they do they, they did this is to uh, um, promote continual growth. Yeah, but at what but at what cost? At, at some point, there's 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 a limit. Yeah, at what at yeah. what cost and at what point? And I'm I'm interested in the breaking point of people, yeah. right? Like I'm getting to the point now, and I think you know this. I understand as you get older, maybe this happens more. I was standing in the Tim Hortons today, and I thought, you know what? I'm I'm not going to spend my money here. This is a badly run business. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not going to spend my money here. Now, Tim Hortons doesn't give a shit about that. <laughs> I wonder what care. Tim Horton would think. I wonder if he'd walk in there and cross check somebody oh, right yeah. in the teeth and oh, say, yeah. "You fucking get over there and serve them <laughs> right now, or I'm going to break this stick right over well, top of I, your head." I think I think he would be a couple of things. He would be stunned by his success and how it's become synonymous with the country, and I think he would be saddened. By the Brazilian hedge fund yeah, thing, yeah. I really do. Tim Horton, if you don't know, and I assume most people know, was a was a hockey player. Yeah, and he started that. He started with one or two shops, I think, in I guess in Toronto. Yeah, uh, him and his business partner. And there's a famous story, and I don't know if it's just urban legend or if it's true, that his after Tim Horton's death, his partner bought out uh the widow horton this is true and apparently took her for a ride this is true yeah and were there repercussions after that did she take him to court or yeah, did she, she tried yeah it didn't work really yeah eh? yeah and so then he ended up selling to whoever he sold to yeah i think there have been a couple of owners in between uh, the uh, mrs horton and the brazilian hedge fund yeah I think whoever owns Kentucky Fried Chicken and a bunch of other ones own them at some point. Yeah. Or was it Burger King that they got bought up by? Yeah, one of those. But that's a true story that sh- that he yeah. basically took her to the yeah. cleaners? Based on everything that I've read, he he outmaneuvered her. And uh, um, in my opinion, I'm not an entrepreneur, so I don't know. He didn't do right by her as yeah. far as I'm concerned. She challenged it. She lost. And he went on with his life and she went on with her life because there was nothing she could do about it. Um, and you, you would expect that karma would come and have it say, but he spent most of his time before he died on his giant yacht. Is that right? Yeah. Eh? yeah. One of the After mo- taking advantage of a widow. Yeah. Most, nice. one of the most wealthy men in the world. Well, you know what? I Ooh. think that if, if you don't get, if karma doesn't get you in this lifetime, it's going to get you in the next one. He's going to yeah. come back as a dung beetle. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Who was this? I, I I didn't hear Ron, yeah, I, I, I don't remember his last name, yeah. but he was the co-founder of Tim co- Hortons. Co-founder of Tim Hortons, yeah, along yeah. with Tim. So, Horton. if I understand correctly, he like uh, like he took uh, he did the opposite of what, what, like uh, what women do, like uh, to Jeff Bezos, let's say, take half their money and shit. Basically, yes, yeah. Well, he, that you know, I there's probably you know lawyers would probably tell me I'm full of shit that he didn't have to do anything. But to me, there's you could have some integrity. Well, there's there's right and there's wrong. Yeah, right. And and if your buddy is killed in a car accident and you know your the widow was left behind, you would think that you would would try and make make it right, or or make it good. Yeah. Oh, so, so wait, hold on. So he killed. He got into a car accident with he, his friend. Yeah, Tim, he Tim was, Hortons I'm, was killed in a car accident. Okay, I'm so I'm sorry. I, I don't know the whole story. Yeah. Which is why I've always found it ironic that they sell Tim bits. <laughs> 
like the guy died in the fiery car wreck. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He was he was driving a Porsche way too fast yeah. on his way back from Buffalo. Yeah. 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 Um, on the other hand, it's a good thing that uh, Dick Duff never started a donut chain because then you'd be ordering dick bits. <laughs> you want some dick bits? No. <laughs> Look it up. Dick Duff played yeah. for the Habs. Yeah, Hockey a Hall of Famer. Long time ago. He was he was a contemporary of Tim yeah. Horton. Yeah. 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 Hall of Famer, you know, Dick Duff. It, was he? Yeah. Dick bits. Yeah. That's true, eh? <laughs> never thought. <laughs> I got an idea. So we make we take the donut hole and we sell that and we call them dick bits. Always got time for dick doves. What? We who's these? We were a couple of other hockey players we could slot in there. Let's see. Uh, always got time for Sheldon Canadizer. <laughs> There's an obscure reference. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Speaking of family-owned businesses, we got another one there. What do you got? <laughs> All our sponsors are family-owned businesses. Well, eh? this we walk the walk, Ted, mm-hmm. and and this is one of the things that I've always said. And you know, people think I'm you know I don't know if people think I've been shitting them over the years, but it means a lot to me. It really does. When you know, like when you go into the Mersons and you know. Hey, Charlie. Hi, Kara. Yep. Hi. Like, it. there's something that I love about that. And it's the same thing. Somebody told me to go see Matla Bonheur. Um, and I walked into a store and I got, you know, bonjour. Hi, how are you today? And there was a moment where I'm kind of taken back. And, you know, it's like, how can we help you today? Can I, can I ask you what you're looking for? You know, there's a decency and a kindness, and you immediately feel like welcome and warm. Those are our values that are passed on from head office, which is just down the road. Yeah. Well, what's nice about Met La Bonheur is it's not just a one shop operation. They've That's got it. locations all around town. Yes. But but that mentality and that uh, what's the word the culture permeates yes. in all of those locations. Well, the family insists that anybody who's on the floor goes through an intensive training course. And not training for sales, but training for culture. And by on the floor, he means working in, in yes. retail, not passed out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, people who go into the stores, who, who, who greet you and who help you with your purchase, they are intensively trained in the values that Norm and his family have instilled in that company over the last 30 years and they have sleep specialists and i want to do that when my radio career is over i want to be a sleep, sleep specialist. specialist i'll be like i'll go i'll go sleep there on mm-hmm. one of their mattresses and when i get up i'll let them know yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one all right yep. <laughs> this is um uh this is uh why i've been speaking on metal burners have for many many years now and they now have 18 locations. The original one is on Gwen Boulevard. It started there years ago with a pickup truck and mattresses that were being delivered by the family. And it's grown into this amazing Quebec-owned, Quebec-run company. And and they have a code now. Yep. Be- yeah. Because you listen to the podcast, uh, enter the code online, TEAR05 or TED05. Or just mention it when you go in the store. Doesn't matter what you're buying, on sale, uh, regular price doesn't matter. Pillows, linens, whatever it is, mattresses. 
um, it'll go a long way. That's uh, the code TEAR05 or TED05. Start at matlaubonheur.ca. We still haven't stolen any of Poseidon's bits. I want to steal one. Actually, I want to get Poseidon in on this because he's probably researched it more than we have. The orangutan attack. You yes. guys were talking about that on your podcast. Yeah. and we In actually, bed with Poseidon. Yes. And we actually brought up the video. And it is basically, if I describe it for people, it was a man who was teasing an orangutan. He, because it was behind a cage and he thought he was uh, superior because uh, he only has two arms. <laughs> That's a shitty joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so he was teasing the orangutan and the orangutan actually extended its arm and grabbed him by the shirt and pulled him in. And I guess, I don't know, tried to rape him or like something? Like actually pulled him in the cage? No, no, no. no, no, no. He just pulled him up to the bar. The bars. Up to the bars, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. And he kept trying to get away. And there's there's like about a minute of, of uh, tussling and people trying to help him. Yeah. And then eventually the orangutan grabs a hold of his leg. And you think his leg is going to snap off. But at the last second, right before the video ends, he escapes. His friends help him escape. Wow. And Apparently, uh, these things are really, really oh, strong. No, a chimpanzee yeah. can yeah. rip your arm off. Is yeah. that right? Eh? Well, and, yeah. and your face. Yes, there was a woman in Florida who uh, lay on death's door after having her face ripped off by That's her crazy. Yeah. What's scary about that is that they don't even have claws. To no, maul you. No. It's with their fingers, with their hands. So it's like they have hands a lot like ours, like nails like yeah, ours? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. If you look at that video, though, it almost looks like the the orangutan doesn't look angry or aggressive. It just looks like he's just like, come here. You know what it looks come like? Yeah, yeah, it looks like he's trying to teach him a lesson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, me, like an old nine, they're like, come here, you little he's, shit. You yeah, he's got a very sort of placid, serene yeah. kind of look on his face. Uh, Which is actually scary because they can think they can because if they can you know if they if it looked angry I'm like oh just yeah. an animal but because it has that calm nature you're like oh this is he almost looks like a cold blooded killer yeah this is like yeah. kind of the like Clint Eastwood as an orangutan <laughs> well, but wasn't wasn't an orangutan in a movie with Clint Eastwood he was yeah, yeah. every which way but loose yes and they even did a sequel to that piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's one Clint would rather forget those were not uh, the the orangutan movies were not his. No. Uh, no, not his, not his heyday. No, but no. he's uh, he just turned ninety two. Eh? I know, yeah. and he still looks good. Yeah, he does. I, I posted it. What? There's just there's just one small nitpick nitpicking thing that I thought when I saw this, I thought, boy, I got to try not to do that. He's got his pants up around his nipples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's but the, I, I uh, think the maybe, old man pants thing. I think maybe that's the thing, right? I guess. If I you don't hit know. 90, you've does he? Do that. I mean, he, I've seen him do that in movies. Even in real yeah. life, he pulls his pants up around. Yeah, his nipples. Yeah, yeah. He, he does, was. Uh, yeah, I saw him. Uh, um, the David Letterman Netflix special uh, where he interviewed Ellen. Ellen's studio on the lot at Paramount was right next door to Clint Eastwood's studio, and Letterman and her were walking by. And they saw Clint's car there, and they went into Clint's office, and he was there, and he had a quick chat with them. Oh, that's and, neat. Yeah, it was very, very neat. And but very, the pants were pulled up to the nipples? Yeah, way up yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I posted a picture of him uh, for his 92nd birthday on Facebook, and a few women commented, still handsome. Mm. Still handsome. Yeah. At oh, 92. wow. Yeah. yeah. Gives me yeah. hope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, because you were talking, you were making jokes about uh, Tim Bits before and all that. Yes. Uh, there's a video for you I'd like to see. I've pulled it up for you guys. All right. Okay. Speaking okay. of bakery stuff and right. donuts and everything. All right. right. Then here it's we called go. Uh, How to Make the Perfect Donut Holes. Okay. And okay. if yeah, if you're if you're not watching this on YouTube, we'll do our best yeah, to yeah, describe yes, it yes, to yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Here we go. Accidentally walking through the back door of a bakery. 
No. <laughs> Use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is. He's using a body part to make the donut holes. <laughs> I knew you guys would appreciate that. That's funny. Do you have, uh, are you a Clint Eastwood fan, Poseidon? Uh, I'm indifferent. A little bit before your time, I guess. Yeah. Eh? yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite Clint movie, Terror? Because there have been so many and so many I, good ones. I, I have to, I know this is a long time ago, but I, I, I always go back to Dirty Harry. Mm -hmm. I, I loved Unforgiven. I, I loved most everything that he did. But I remember, for people who live in Montreal, they'll remember this. There used to be a movie theater at Fairview, right next to Fairview, the shopping center in the parking lot where the Home Depot is now. There used to be Fairview Cinemas there. And I think I, I had just turned 14, so I was allowed to go. Back then, movies were uh, uh, G, uh, you know, Audience yeah, yeah. General. General, and then, yeah. Then there was 14 plus, then there was 16 plus and 18 plus. And Dirty Harry was uh, 14 plus. And I remember at the time when it came out, it was considered to be very violent. Yeah. And um, and it was really really great, and it was revenge based, and I think there you know as a guy there's a lot of you know there's a lot of uh, attraction you know, or a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for you know it, it uh, you know if you're a young kid full of testosterone yeah. you're like yeah go get yeah, him that yeah. kind of thing so that that really stuck with me. Unforgiven is a, is a ma I think is an absolute masterwork. Um, yourself. Grand Torino. Grand Torino. I also. loved Grand yeah, Torino. It was great, and it was it was it was well written. The way the character, his yeah. character developed, he was a Korean, an old Korean War veteran who didn't like Koreans or mm -hmm. Oriental people, and yeah. a Korean family moved in next door, and he was like, Ah, Christ! Yeah. And by the end of the movie, the the young daughter and the young son from the Korean family, who are teenagers, have won him over yeah. and turned him. Yeah. And he's become, it, it's like he, he undergoes this transformation from old racist guy to yeah. he, he becomes, he loves these kids. Yeah. He loves them. And there's, and there's violence at the well, end he, of it. I was going to say he defends that family yeah. in, in, the, in the same kind of way Dirty Harry yeah. did what he did. Yeah. And at the, at the time of Gra the, when Gran Torino was made, he must have been well into his 70s. Yeah. He must have been pushing 80. Yeah. Uh, when Grand Torino was yeah. made, yeah, and if you if you're a movie fan and you read about movies, um, apparently he is one of. We were talking with Mark Camacho about this. He runs one of the calmest, uh, nicest sets in Hollywood. People love working with him. Yeah, because him. he's as accomplished as a filmmaker as he is as an actor. Yeah. He's had many movies that he wasn't in, but he directed. Uh, the two Iwo Jima movies, yeah. uh, Sans, uh, not, uh, not Sans of Iwo Jima, for Christ's sake, that's John Wayne. Mm -hmm. um, uh, um, Flags yeah. of Our Fathers. Flags of Our Fathers. And great. Letters from yeah. Iwo Jima. You know what else is a great movie from him is The Outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah, all, that, all of those old spaghetti yeah, westerns. Those, yeah, all those westerns are, are just yeah. terrific. My favorite scene, I don't know if it was in that one or Pale Rider, but he's in the he's in the barbershop, he's getting his hair cut, and he's he's a wanted man, he's a criminal, there's a bounty on him. And a kid who's a bounty hunter, like a you know twenty early twenties or whatever, he comes in, and he looks at Clint, and Clint looks at him, and I think the kid turns around and walks out, but then he turns around again and comes back in, and he says to Clint, 
man's got to make a living. And Clint says, dying ain't much of a living, boy. <laughs> and then bang! <laughs> End of kid. <laughs> How did we get on Clint Eastwood? That's, I don't know. This is the joy of these podcasts. I don't know. We're, we can ramble. Well, we're all over the road. Yeah. And somehow people, uh, you're sure people enjoy this beside me? 100%. Is, there, is this how podcasts work? Yes. Okay. Yeah, if you if you go off on tangents, it's good. Listen, if you watch Two Drink Minimum yeah. with Poseidon and Pantelis and yeah. Mike Ward, uh, they do the same thing. Yeah. Where, wherever they, you know, they have, they they know where they're going. Yeah. They just don't know how they're going to get there. And I'm really, really uh, encouraged by people who say, oh, yeah, I, I put it on when I'm doing my laundry or I put it on Sunday morning or I have to drive to Ottawa and I download it and I take it with me. It's uh it's a really nice compliment. It's nice. You listen to this God <laughs> forsaken thing. thing. Yeah. We appreciate it. Um, is it time for a tweeting? A tweeting yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let's do the tweeting. Let's tweet do sheet. the tweeting sheeting, shall we? These are uh, this is something I do on my uh, weekday morning show on Light 1067 and that we uh, also do on uh, Saturday morning with Terry and Ted. We bring up some tweets that we think are funny and there are some that I can't use on the radio for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Ted is, uh, by the way, a good morning choice. Weekday mornings from 5.30 to 10. 5.30 to 9, actually. 5.30 to 9. getting out of there early. Yeah. The hell? Yeah. 106.7 FM online at light1067.ca on the iHeartRadio app and on your smart speaker. This one I actually did use on the morning show, but I thought you'd like it, Tara, oh, from at Brow Tweeting as the Titanic sinks, band leader. Next, we're going to play something off our new, <laughs> new album, <laughs> Guy Clinging to Railing. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> If you're a concert goer, so you get that, or, or you know the music industry, <laughs> crowds want to hear the, the the old favorites at a concert. They don't want to hear the shit off the new album. Play me something I know. <laughs> Bathroom songs, they're called. Oh, is that right? Um, by the way, while we're talking about that, about concerts, uh, and in the last con- the uh, the last uh, podcast we did, we covered concert twats. Um, uh, I thought I would give my, uh, my wife's, uh, uh, podcast. Applause. Yes. The concert goers. That's right. Her and a longtime friend of uh, my wife, Jess, and a longtime friend of hers, Jenny Fiasque. Um, they are concert junkies. Jenny goes to almost everything. My wife would go to every concert that came to town if she had the time, but she's working. Um, and they put a podcast together called the concert goers where they pick a show and they have a discussion about it and it's really good. So if you love concerts and you get that joke, look for the concert goers. You should send that to her. She'd get a yeah, kick out of that, that. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 What else we got? Just a second. Mm-hmm. From at there goes Richie. Why are we blessing people who sneeze? <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, bless you is probably better than fuck you. <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> and from at secondhand penis. <laughs> Appreciate your concern, but I'll stop drinking drinking when I shit my pants. Thank you very much. <laughs> at secondhand penis. What a handle is that? <laughs> Amazing. I mean, I love that. Isn't handle. that great? Uh, yeah. 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 That's yeah. right up your alley, eh, Poseidon? Yeah. Secondhand penis. <laughs> hey, is that a new penis? <laughs> yeah, I just picked it up. <laughs> Got it on Kijiji. Has about 70,000 kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, there you go. A few dents oh, and scratches. Okay, yeah. yeah, those are uh, those yeah. are dandies. Yeah, we got a few more. We'll save them for subsequent episodes. Yeah. Oi, that's <laughs> you know, This is another thing. Eh? If you laugh too hard, you pass out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I can tie my... Since I lost weight, I can tie my shoes without almost passing that, out. That's, now. that's always a good sign. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Was it you sent... Oh, no, it was Patty that sent me the picture the other day. She sent me a picture from many, many pounds ago. It was... Uh, oof. Ugh. Of yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a very, very heavy. You know, I'm I'm not a thin man, and uh, never will be. But uh, ooh, there was a time where I was uh, very lucky that I didn't uh, die. Yeah, but that time has passed, yes, and, sir. Uh, and you're healthy now. You you eat yeah. better. You go yeah. to the gym uh, all the time, as do I. Yeah. I'm down about thirty pounds from my fattest. Ha- haven't uh, haven't been uh, eating well this week though. Montreal is not the yeah, eating well. No, no, no. It's, you know that yeah. I I applaud you, Ted, because uh, I mean it's easier to do, I guess, when you live here. But well, yeah, because I can go home and yeah. I can make something. I don't have to go. If you re- if you eat at restaurants all the time, you're yeah. going to get fat. There's yeah. just no way around it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I got fat before. I when we had expense accounts well, back were, in the day. You were never fat. No, I was fat. I'll find you some pictures. I was a fat motherfucker. Like I was pushing 240, 245 at one point. That's fat. Well, okay. That's plenty fat. There's a there's a, <laughs> I'll find it for you. There's a picture of me in a go-kart going down uh, Crescent or oh, Mountain Street. Oh, I think Street. I've seen this. Yeah, uh, this was a goddamn parade thing, wasn't it? Grand Prix. No, it was Grand Prix. Oh, was it Grand, it was Prix, Grand Prix, weekend? Prix weekend? Okay. And uh yeah, and you can see in that picture, oh yeah, he's fat. Look well, no, him. you were heavier. Well, I was no, I was fat. Well, Terry. I get it's it's all in the I was a Fat, fat, fatty. Why does that picture not come up of me, the big fat bastard? Um, Do you want me to look yeah, for it? No, I'll find it. Tear, tear, say, tear, talk about uh, who haven't we talked about yet? Um, old uh, David Drucker. Yes, sir, David Drucker, UPS. If you need some fat, go down to the UPS store. They'll pack the fat up and send it right to you. They sure will. I don't even know why I'm doing this because people can't see it. No, on, that's true. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway, trust me, to, I was fat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just rebooted. <laughs> yeah, start again, have technical problems myself. Uh, David Drucker. Uh, David and I met when uh, he was in... I think it goes all the way back to the stereo game, the car stereo game. and then, Even before he got into cell phones. Yeah, yeah. Long, I've known David a long, long, long time from the, the early days at the radio station. Um, anyway, uh, David saw an opportunity and uh, was down in the States one day and uh, looked at a store that was helping entrepreneurs, and he thought, that's a great idea. And uh, years later, he is uh, now the uh, head man at the UPS Store Canada. He's the franchisor. That's right. And uh, David uh, is very, very proud of all his franchisees because they're all entrepreneurs themselves. So no matter where you go in the country, there's over 350 of these stores. So whether you live in uh, Trois-Rivières or you're in Canmore, Alberta, or just in Brandon, Manitoba, you'll find a UPS store somewhere, I'm telling you. And what they do is everything that's helpful to a business 
If you got a dozen packages that got to go across the country, if you need to pack something up, if you're looking for labels, if you need to send a fax to a supplier and you don't have a fax machine at home, all kinds of things that pertain to getting your business up and running, excuse me, they will do for you. And if you want to use them on a personal level to get uh, fresh baked cookies to your grandparents out on Victoria Island or in Vancouver Island in Victoria, they can do that too. So if you run a business, um, if you need shipping help, if you uh, are looking for uh, labels or a copy machine and you're looking for an entrepreneur who can help your business, what you want to do is go to the UPSstore.ca. Nice. Thank you very much. You nailed that one. The Thank reboot you. worked. Well, the reboot worked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's a bit of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, a bit of a professional, uh, it's a. a <laughs> you see Walter Cronkite do that on the CBS Evening News a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a professional hazard, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, when you were like, you know, it's one of the things that um, used to happen on live radio because you can't, you can't just stop and start again. No. And, and, and that's the way we do this. You know, thing. one of the things that I learned from, from watching you is that you don't have to panic. No. Uh, it's okay to go. And I'm ha ha. <laughs> because that's funny. Don't put that on the demo tape. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, because uh, I, I would, I used to panic. Well, you've seen me panic. Yes, I, yeah, I have seen you yeah, panic. I've yeah. panicked in a long time. No, no, that's, no. That's well, good. again, I, I go back to what's been kind of a sort of a a theme of of this episode. It's an age thing. A lot of good things come as you get older, you know, a lot of good. And not giving a shit is one of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's really, really true. And not panicking. Yeah, I, and I don't mean not giving a shit as in not yeah. caring, but but not getting too caught up in things yeah. that in things that don't yeah, matter. That don't matter. Yeah. I, I, you know, like you with your morning show, like us with this podcast, we want it to be as the, you know, the best that it can be. Yeah. And we take a source of, you know, we're, we're proud of what we do. And we want the podcast to be a source of pride. I'm not sure the episode yesterday will be a source of pride, but what happened yesterday? Well, why, there was why wouldn't a, it be a source of pride. Well, there was a lot of bad words. Oh, oh yeah, okay. no, that's oh, fine. We yeah, were yeah. talking about your mom yeah, on the yeah, way yeah, home yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually spoke to mom last. Oh, night. did you? Yeah. Did you yeah. warn her? Uh, I did not. No, okay, she's yeah. just going to have to find out the hard way. No, she's you know she's a big fan of the podcast, yeah. and it's not just because it's me. Yeah, she just she likes. The she, podcast, yeah, and she, she likes, likes the chemistry between you and I. Yeah, you and, and I, you and you, me, you and me. I never. Yeah. How does that work? That works. Uh, you you drop the you and see how it would work. She likes the chemistry with. Would you say she likes the chemistry with me, or she likes the chemistry with I? Mm-hmm. You would say with me, right? So it's you and me. Okay, yeah. gotcha. That's the rule of thumb. Drop the you and yeah. and see how the sentence sounds without it, and you know where to go from there. Well, and also she's a little deaf now. You said, eh? So maybe she won't hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> Here's hoping. <laughs> imagine eh, being Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get grounded. No, so, I was just gonna yeah. say, imagine being sixty plus years old and uh, worried. You're worried about get, your. Well, I'm not gonna get worried, in trouble. Actually. She'll be fine. No, no, I'm not gonna get in trouble. She'll just say, well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, but she's... Uh, but that's the beauty of podcasts. You can say all of that. Well, that's it. And yeah. not get in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 we wouldn't want our sponsors to uh, 
uh, be embarrassed. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, no. yeah. So we try we try to keep it in, in in relatively good taste. Speaking of sponsors, let me uh, mention our newest sponsor, mm-hmm. uh, Voswin. Voswin is an engineering firm, uh, engineering and engineering consulting. Sean Smith. Uh, found, founded and is the president of Voswin, and uh, he called up Terry and me and said, uh, I want to advertise on your podcast. And uh, we said, who is this? <laughs> Thought we were being pranked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's a crank caller. He says he's an engineer, Terry. Uh, and he is an engineer and a very yeah. successful one as yes. well. And uh, Sean is convinced that folks who listen to this podcast uh, could possibly use his uh, products and services. Uh, what Voswin does is uh, they'll take an idea and they'll, uh, as Terry puts it, they'll take it from inside your head and uh, put it in your hands. Put it in your hands. Yeah. So if you have an idea for an invention or an innovation or an existing product or service that you would like to enhance and there's an engineering component to it, then you would contact Sean and his team at Vosman. As an example, let's say you're doing a podcast and you can't get the goddamn video platform to work, no matter which one it is. You know, you can't get the Zoom to work. You can't get the uh, you can't get the uh, the Skype to work, and you don't know what the problem is. You just know that it's at your end, and and you say to yourself, "There's got to be a better way to run a railroad." I'll bet you Vosman could figure something out for us. And so uh, Sean and his team would have a look at that, and mm-hmm. they would come up with uh, a solution for you. They do software development. They do industrial engineering and design, mechanical engineering and design, electrical engineering and design. Uh, if you have something that requires engineering, consulting, and assistance, Voswin.com is the place to go. And Sean's a good Joe. And, boy, he's a smart cookie. Is eh? he ever. Yeah. We can't believe he hired us t- yeah. A couple of knuckleheads, as I like yeah, to say. Yeah, like 25 years younger than yeah. us, and he's already created and sold three companies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a guy who knows what he's doing. What's the website? Voswin.com. V-O-Z-W-I-N.com. Why are you tanned? Uh, because I've been out in the sun. Really? I march up and down Allen's Hill over there in Baderfe. Oh, there you and go. And I take my blouse off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just for people who don't know, Allen's Hill is... Uh, it's quite a steep climb. Well, it's it's a, it's a hill that the kids use for sliding in the wintertime. Yeah. And it's yeah. not a long hill. No. But if you walk up yep. and down that 20 times, which is what I do, it's, yep. a, it's a pretty good workout. Yep. That's it's, why I have such a great ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this tan. Yeah. Very nice tan. Yeah. Tan. Yeah. yeah. Well. But when I take my blouse off, the local yeah. ladies are quite horrified, I must say. Really? Well, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, you know. Yeah. Uh, look at what Nice they, tits. What? <laughs> That's a nice rack you got there, Bird. Look what they say about Clint Eastwood, though. That's true. The ladies yeah, say well, he's sexy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm 28 and I have nice tits. Okay. <laughs> you're not 28. Of course I am. You are, are you? not. I thought wow. you were 33. Oh, God damn, bro. <laughs> I, I thought you were like 24. Oh, no, it's true. He told us he was born yeah. in 93, the last yeah. time the Habs won the Stanley Cup. Oh, so wow. Adds okay. Up. Yeah. Well, When's I, your birthday? Uh, July 10th. Oh, okay. As, as people, uh, as Pantalsas like to say, Motherfucker, you look divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of divorce, that was quite a highlight of this episode when my ex-wife called. Yeah, eh? That was though? funny. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to watch that back. I hope the quality was okay because we were just—I just held the speakerphone up well, to the. Yeah, uh, actually, it was. Uh, I yeah, could it hear it in my yeah, headphones, yeah. so I assume yeah. people could hear it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's going to be the conclusion of another edition of the Standing By podcast. 
episode something from a season whatever. <laughs> That's right. Hey? <laughs> we'll nail that down in post. Yeah. Glad you're listening, by the way. Uh, can't uh, say thanks enough for uh, downloading uh, the uh, podcast. And uh, something that we don't ask you to do very often, but we're supposed to, all the podcast professionals say, please ask your listeners to share the podcast. Well, yeah, would you? To tell people about the podcast. Say, you know, I'm listening to these two arseholes in Montreal, yep. and uh, I find them very entertaining. So if you could do that, that would be nice. Uh, we appreciate that, but you don't have to. You could just say, I'm not doing that, yeah. and don't do it. But we'd be much obliged if you did. We, and we wouldn't come over to your house in the middle of the night and uh, <laughs> beat you with a warm squash. Bye, Ted. Bye-bye. Standing by the Terry and Ted podcast is sponsored by Jaguar Land Rover Laval, where the luxury is unmistakably British, but nobody wears a top hat or a monocle.